The Man in Line, brought to you by NetZeroMatrix.com, your one-stop shop for advice on renewable energy solutions and other green initiatives. Master Mike, good afternoon. Welcome to Man in Line on Manx Radio. With you through till one o'clock today. Text one double six one double seven. Email studio at manxradio.com. Call sixty six thirteen sixty eight. Whatever's on your mind. Well, that statement from government saying definitely they're not getting involved with the TT Funfair this year. If uh, the people behind the Funfair tailors want to get involved with it. And make approaches, well then, it's up to them. But we'll see. And will you miss the TT Funfair? Had a couple of parents tell me they won't miss the TT Funfair because it costs them about £100 every time they go with a few children. Uh, but presumably, younger people, uh, younger children and young adults will miss the TT Funfair. Anyway, it's not coming. Well, government's certainly not getting involved with it. And their priority, as um, uh, Tim Crookle has said, is the grandstand and attractions around the grandstand. But uh, anyway... Uh, whatever you want to chat about, what assessments have been undertaken to see if the Isle of Man can uh, can support a population of 100,000? Remember, uh, the Chief Minister's plan, <laughs> plan is to get 15,000 more people here, take us up to 100,000, <laughs> but are we prepared? Uh, right, get to the lines now. David's with us first. Hi, David. Hi, Randy. Uh, do you remember last year, 2022, uh, about the gas industry and the accreditation of gas fitters. And yeah, I remember you. You uh, you got into. Uh, is it is it still Corgi? Do they have to be Corgi no, registered? No, it, it's called. It's I think it's called Gas Safe. Hopefully, somebody will come on now and 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 correct us. Or some of the lads from the industry will come on saying uh, they're having a hard time. It's to do with their accreditation. Do you remember? Um, some last year, uh, somebody came on when the minister was on of education there and said she'd look into it, but nothing's ever come back. Now, a fellow nailed me who I knew um, at the weekend there. He said to me, um, this thing's getting ridiculous now, where they've got to go away, although the government will give them a few bob. But the issue there is, while they're away for the week, what does their business do? How do they make money? So nobody is basically... Uh, I mean, obviously, you have to have a council for registered gas installers, whatever it is, uh, the, the gas, yep. the gas safe register. Uh, they have yep. to. If you have work done on your house and you got gas, you have to have somebody who's qualified. Otherwise, it invalidates it your yep. insurance. But nobody's training them on the Isle of Man. Is that right? It's correct. Yes, but there is. Um, there may be a little bit of training going on in the college. I don't know, but there is. There was a. It used to be down at Tremode. Remember, I said to you, um, you remember back. But the the facility that was then transferred up to the college up at Greenfield Road there. So we've got all the basics to train uh, the students to to get these um, stuff and accredited people put pe- people back into the system again. Now I just wondered why. And I made some tentative inquiries this morning at the, uh, the college. I didn't want to get them into too much trouble, but they said that a company called EDS, the, the government, uh, cancelled their contract. Now, why did they cancel the contract? What are they help, doing to help people out? And what's the sense? And I, I, 
actually link it to the, the Scottish people that came to the hospital. It's easy to bring somebody over, isn't it, and make them work here for a, a couple of weeks and a credit to all those people instead of sending all these people across, got to find hotels, got to get meals, and they're away from their families. I mean, it's it's pathetic, stupid. It's obviously down and to I just, cash. Uh, I mean, if they're going to bring oh, people over, everything. then, then it, you know, it, it's going to cost money to do it. And, of course, depending on how many people you're going to register and get through the exam in that week. So they've obviously yeah. made a decision. But in the meantime, they're handing the bill to the people who need to go on the gas safe register. And that's right. And you have to have a certificate to do your job. Now, is, isn't, aren't we there to help those people out, whether they're in electricians, whether they're gas fitters, whether they're oil installations like Off-Tech, that's the other one for the oil. I just wonder what they're doing there, and I just hope that maybe some of them will come on. Maybe I'll give their names. They probably don't want their... It's a small island, but I don't mind because I'm uh, at the other end of the scale now. Uh, I'm probably on my way out so I can still talk, and it doesn't affect me. Nobody's going to affect me uh, by saying what's gone on, and let's get to the truth. Well, uh, the important thing, I mean, first of all, people have to be safe. So if you're going to use yeah. gas, you have to be safe. You have to have insurance in case things go wrong. And surely it would make sense to have accredited professionals on the Isle of Man who can do that job. They make a decent living, and we have a safe environment. Yep, that, that's the, the nuts and bolts of it, isn't it? It's like, like I said, yeah, it's all the trades, even right down to... The bricklayers, plasterers, whatever, roofers and whatever, they need the skill and they need to update themselves all the time, especially on the uh, the electrical side and the gas side and the oil side. I, I wonder like as well, I mean, don't landlords have to have a gas safety certificate as well? Yeah, and I wonder whether Mr. Thomas has got a 1,002 certificates in his uh, office because he keeps saying he's not a landlord, but my... Uh, say to that, he's definitely a landlord because he is the minister. And who's going to run the flats in the main road and the the the, new, the old nurses' home? Who's on top of it? It's the DOI, isn't it? So who's on top of that? It's the minister, Mr. Well, Thomas. Okay. He should have all the certificates in his drawer, by you law. Would, you would have thought so because, <laughs> I mean, uh, insurance companies don't muck around with this sort of thing, do they? No. Slightest thing, if you're out of date or you miss your um, appointment date for the accreditation of the boiler, you're, at a, you're on a sticky wicket, don't you? Because you know what insurance companies are like. They look at it on dates, don't they, and say, well, you missed a date. Uh, always on holiday. That's no excuse. Mm. Sorry. Okay. All right. All we right. appreciate you bringing that up. Thanks, uh, David. Good to hear from you. This is the uh, uh, the tale that apparently now gas professionals have to go off the island to get onto the gas safe register. The official gas registration body for the Isle of Man also applies to Guernsey and the UK. Um, and all by law, all gas engineers must be on the gas safe register. And what used to happen on the Isle of Man now has to be undertaken by the professionals. They have to take time, time out uh, to go across to get registered. Obviously, they'll be losing money with their business. They'll be away from friends and family. And we used to do it here. It used to be done at the, uh, at the uh, University College Isle of Man. A gas safe register is what used to be Corgi. Everybody remembers Corgi, the Corgi scheme. Um, but um, before applying, registered engineers need to, you need relevant qualifications. You can't just pitch up. But once you've got the relevant qualifications, you can then um, 
go to the gas safe register and then pass their uh, particular uh, qualifications. If you're involved in this, and particularly if you are a private landlord, how are you getting your gas safety certificate? Uh, David's on now. Hi, David. No, we got David. To the island in- oh, hi, David. Sorry, you- you're back on. Yes, here we go. Okay. Yeah, I come to the island in 2003, and uh, my first time I had to do my accreditation was down at Tremode. Brand new, state-of-the-art facility. You could do oil, gas, and electric down there. So you could do everything in the one shop and get your certificates and get accredited for the next five years. That now is an indoor skate park. It's an absolute joke. It must have cost hundreds of thousands to put this facility together. Anyway, in 2020, I received a letter in January of EDS to say that we'd, once the summer's gone, in 2020, they'd no longer be doing courses at the college because the government, um, they fell out with the government one way or the other. I don't know what the full ins and outs. So I got in touch in February, pre-COVID, with the relevant officers and they said it's going out to tender. I phoned back seven months later, and they said it's going out to tender. So we're still in a situation now. A company from Blackpool came over, had a look at the college, said it's not fit for purpose. I've been in touch with Julie Edge, and I asked for a report of the college, why it's not fit for purpose, and she said that a report hasn't been done. How often do you have to, how often do you have to get this, um, this stamp of approval yeah. from the Gas Safe Register? Every five years. Every five years. So when are you due, Dave? Uh, I, I won't go across. I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to retire. Oh, I'm going to just stop doing gas. I know a lot and lot of people over the age of 50 who have been telling me, you know, when in the plumbing suppliers, they are not doing it. They're not going across. You get £500 maximum to your expenses. So if you put your van on the ferry in the summer and you try and find accommodation in the summer, Near whatever college you choose, your five hundred quid's gone. Well, you've your five hundred pound will be gone with the van alone, won't it? Of course, yeah. And then you've lost. Whereas on the Isle of Man, after college finished at four, I could go out and work to say seven at night, and do a few more jobs, and then work the weekend. Whereas now I've got to go off island, and I've got to spend a day to travel and a day to travel back. Now the worst thing about this is a lot of companies now. I heard it on the your Manx radio a few weeks ago saying they're appealing for companies to send their apprentices up to the college. Well, they won't send them because when they finish serving the time. They, they won't be gas registered or gas safe. They'll have no gas instruction because they're not doing it up there. So I, I can't. I don't know why Julie has, hasn't resigned over this. It's we're now three years on and nothing's been done. Not even a report into the college of why it's not fit for purpose. We had a report on the swimming pool, sixty uh, seventy six thousand pounds, wasn't it, for the report? And yet nothing's being done up the college. Just take me back to that uh, facility that used to be at Tremode. You say it was uh, state-of-the-art for oil, gas, and electrical yeah. Um, uh, yeah. fitters. Yeah. Um, and, and it was who who used to run it? A company called EDS. they have been on the island for about 17 years. And I was quite shocked when um, when I found out they weren't renewing. And I phoned them up. And when I asked why, they said, well, we can't really discuss that. And how no, much did it used to cost to update your uh, qualifications there, your verification? About 2700 I think, the last time. Okay. So that's a week off work, basically, while you're on the island, unless you want to work evenings on the weekend. But if you go across, you, you've got the expense of going across your hotel. The course will be a lot dearer across. 
because uh, it used to be subsidised here. And then you've got uh, all the downtime from travel. So to give you £500 maximum is uh, an absolute joke. You know, your sort of earnings alone is more than that. Okay. Uh, David, thanks for that. We appreciate your call. Thanks for calling today. All the best. Just before you go, Andy, yep. is it possible to get an update off Julie Edge? And please, can you ask her not to say it's down to the college? Because I've been up there and had a meeting with them. It's nothing to do with the college. They just house the facility for the education department. So those were it's their words. It's them. nothing to do with the college. No, but Julie Edge keeps saying, I'll, every time I email her, she said, I'll get in touch with the college for an update. It's nothing to do with the college. That's just the building. It's up to the Department of Education to get the facility up to... Um, up to the required standard. And they do they then have to enter into an agreement with a company from across who will uh, who'll offer yeah. the facility? Yeah. Right. I even got in touch with EDS last year and I said, would you come back? And they said, yeah, there's no problem coming back, but that's a government decision. All right. Thanks, David. Thank you. All Cheers, right, now it's 19 minutes past 12 on Manx Radio. This is the situation. And particularly if you can get in touch, if you're an oil or a gas or an electrical fitter, and uh, this is something you're going to need if you're going to need the relevant uh, certificates of competency to uh, to keep on working and to give whoever you're working for a cover for insurance. Uh, what's the story on this? You're going to have to go away. Well, certainly with gas, as David said, you're going to have to go away, uh, pay the ferry there and back. You're going to have to get accommodation. You're going to have to pay for the course and then come back and obviously spend time away from the island. Hitherto, you could have done it in Tremode. Well, um, a skill shortage appears to be uh, appearing over the hill, doesn't it? Text, email, call, WhatsApp, if it's something that uh, you're involved with or something you think. And again, if you are a, um, a private landlord, how are you getting how are you getting this? And most gas engineers are calling it today, says text to 488. You've got to go away, train, major shortages in engineers are starting to happen now. I had to go away on my own to train as none of the other engineers whose certificates were running out at the same time of mine were going to retrain. So there will be a shortage. Uh, government, says Graham, want more people here, but there's nowhere to rent. I was told from one company... I'd need to prove that I earn 22000 a year before I can rent. Uh, Eric says uh, gas training was always done on the island. David is right. Uh, Ian says, hi, Andy. Regarding the TT fun fair, no show as a kid in the past. We didn't need a fun fair. We just enjoyed the TT for itself and soaked up the TT atmosphere. Shouldn't be seen as something to go with the TT. Uh, there's no direct correlation between the two, says Ian. So won't miss the TT funfair. Uh, and here's a, a message just says uh, uh, Taylor stated on the radio last year that they fund coming over, um, says Eric. Uh, if they want to come over, they can. They said they they pay the steam packet. There's always been this nebulous kind of who pays what. Um, so what the government was responsible for, I presume, and I'm only presuming at the moment, that the government was responsible for cleaning up the walkway on the promenade because, uh, let's face it, there used to be a mess left by the funfair. I'm just presuming that any oil spills or anything like that were cleaned up by government, so they have to be responsible for that. So we're assuming that um, uh, the funfair 
paid their own way on the boat and paid their own way as far as providing fencing and security because there was quite considerable security to stop people taking alcohol onto the funfair. But will you miss it? Hmm. Uh, text, email and call. Uh, I just heard that there will be a funfair. I just heard that there will be a funfair this year. Can you tell me how these children on the island uh, will cope with it all, says Fred. Uh, and a message in regarding, let's have a look here. This one is, uh, so what's, uh, this is Richie, Richie on 776. What's uh, very special about the prospective Kroger gas? How can that gas be promoted as clean and safe? Um, this was a, they did a, a wraparound on the courier, didn't they, last week? I do get it that, unfortunately, after decades of burying our head in the sand, it may prove necessary for us to use Kroger gas while translating to a greener economy. But surely that gas will just be as dirty, unhealthy, methane leaking and CO2 emitting uh, as ever such gas has been around the world. So to, for us to extract the gas, I think, will be a... Sorry, for us to extract that gas will be a total failure by the Isle of Man and a triumph for inertia and lazy complacency, as it will be painted by the rest of the world if and when we do it, says Richie. Uh, so I just wonder, Richie, are you for or against the Kroger gas? Do you think we should extract it or do you think we shouldn't? Bearing in mind, lots of people around the world are reopening gas fields. Lots of people now with the um, uh, not so much Russian gas coming people's way as they used to be, and not everybody can get uh, liquefied stuff from the Gulf, um, the gas is going to be needed. It may be that that gas under uh, off Mackle's head will be our saviour. Uh, nobody quite knows. Certainly, I don't know. I would suspect most lay people don't quite know how much money could be made for the Isle of Man Treasury and how long it will last. But if it is our little um, bridge to the future that we can have our own gas and will be secure, then obviously it has to be looked at. And certainly, I am presuming, again, I've got no direct information about this, but there is a two-way pipeline that goes up to the T junction where our gas comes from. It's owned by uh, Board Gas Aaron. The Irish Gas Authority presumably will be flogging gas to the Irish. So um, we can make some friends over the other side of the Irish Sea. And uh, more messages in regarding Summerland site for the fun fair, says John. It's been many places, been the far end, hasn't it, of uh, Queen's Prom. It's been on Summerland and it's been at Nobles Park, although I'm guessing it won't be back at Nobles Park in the near future. But also it was on the old uh, uh, bus um, site as well. A hundred thousand people on the Isle of Man. Do you think we can cope with a hundred thousand people on the Isle of Man? And who has done all the sums where this is concerned? 25 past 12. Oh, I just want a quick word as well. And I must say sorry to my friends at uh, Douglas Council, Douglas uh, Borough Council. Uh, last week when we were talking about the rate increase, the rate rise increase, I mentioned it was 10%. I was wrong. It's 8.76%. So I'm sorry if I gave the impression it was 10%. Uh, it isn't. The rise in Douglas Borough Council rates for 23-24 is 8 
0.76%. So um, if you got the wrong impression, I'm sorry about that, but I'm happy to put that right and to apologize. Uh, in fact, um, if anybody from Douglas uh, Borough Council wants to come on Man in Line just to explain the rates, by all means, you're more than welcome to come on. But just let me get that straight. Last week, I said the right, right rate rise for Douglas was 10%. It is 8.76%. You got that? So, 100,000 people on the Isle of Man. David Ashford, the Douglas North MHK, is asking about this. And David Ashford wants to know what additional services there's going to be for GPs, schools, Nobles Hospital. Can we cope? What about dentists? David Ashford says, if government's going to deliver on the economic strategy, it's fundamental the population grows, but it will come at a cost to services for the public. So we've got to have additional GPs, we've got to have the hospital capacity, we've got to have the educational capacity to be able to educate those children that people may be bringing with them. So I want to know what assessments have actually been undertaken of that. Has any work been done? And if not, when is that piece of work going to be undertaken? Because if we are going to move forward with the economic strategy in good time, and it really does have to start being delivered by the end of this administration, all of this now needs to start doing first. It's not something you can do after that mistake's been made in the past where we've gone ahead with something and not actually looked at the impact assessment first and started growing the services in tandem. It's a mistake that we mustn't repeat. GP services is mentioned in one of your questions. Is this worrying for you? I'll be honest, it's not something that's just come to worry me now. It used to worry me back in the day when I was Minister for Health and Social Care. It was one of the things that used to give me sleepless nights. Because if we are to deliver on healthcare transformation, that means doing something that's called primary care at scale. And that means putting more out to primary care. Now, we already know that in many areas, GPs are struggling. There was the answer to one of my written questions only the other day around about the 40% in some surgeries that record it of telephone calls not going answered and you know it's we've got to be fair to the GPs themselves and the surgeries themselves if they are already struggling in certain areas we can't be putting more and more pressure on them by building up their patient lists any further than they already are so I think that's absolutely fundamental that again if we're going to grow the population and we're going to deliver the healthcare transformation that we need to where people get more services in their community that means things going away from the hospital towards primary care we've got to ensure that that's right for the not just the population now, but the population we're aspiring to have. How many years do you think we need to prepare? Well, I don't think it's a case of preparing everything first. You can grow services in tandem. And, you know, if you're going to change the way health services are run, increase health service capacity, that takes substantial amounts of time. We know that you can't just transform things overnight. It's a gradual process. So you have to develop the services in lockstep with your population and economic plan. And that's the bit that I'm trying to drill down to, to make sure that's actually happening. Because if it isn't happening, what we will end up with is already stretched services becoming even more stretched and more under pressure and that's not to the benefit of anyone. David Ashford now what are your thoughts on this 100,000 people can we be confident they're going to be enough GPs what about Balasala they're building how many houses in Balasala and Balasala Medical Centre have given notice to withdraw from their contract Obviously, everybody knows common sense will prevail. Something will get sorted out. It always does. It did with Snaefell surgery. But 100,000 people will need looking after, will need GPs, will need dentists. They'll need schools for the children. 
all sorts of things. Perhaps even uh, training facilities for gas engineers. More people, more training, more facilities, more professionals. Are you confident about the future? Uh, Ian's with us now. Hi, Ian. Good morning, Andy. Uh, a quick question for listeners. I wonder if anybody can uh, give an explanation as to why on the Isle of Man, Google Earth doesn't appear to have been updated for over 10 years. Certainly where I live, um, our house in Peel is currently shown on Google Earth as being a hayfield and exactly where the house is, a storage area for the large hay bales. Um, in most of the world, Google Earth is a wonderful tool for a variety of, of trades, not least, of course, estate agents and, and people looking to view properties and things. Um, it's just completely fails here on the Isle of Man at present. So you reckon, we what, ten, it's 10 years out of date? I can I can guarantee that I moved into a, a new property in in the beginning of November 2013. The the current photograph is a summer photograph uh, or a late summer photograph, which must be from at, at least the year before, which would be autumn 2012. I wonder when they're going to bother coming back. I mean, does it bother you that you're seen as a hayfield? Uh. No, but I, I, I do, do think for an island that used to boast about its telecommunications and its connectivity, uh, it seems remarkable that we've made, we don't appear to have made efforts, unless somebody can advise me differently, to get the system updated. Interesting. Yeah, as you say, just, we're, so obviously we're on that list for Google Earth, but we're not very high up it. Well, if, if that's the case, if it's, if it's all dependent on Google Earth deciding to revamp the Isle of Man, whether government has any say in it, um, I, could, I could suggest that there's perhaps some people who don't want the extent of their properties to be uh, displayed to all and sundry or the position of them. I don't know, but I just find it very strange that elsewhere, where, and I travel a lot, I see regular updates on Google Earth, um, which are, as I say, a great benefit to a lot of people. For some reason, we don't have that here. Interesting. Okay, thanks for calling today, and we appreciate it. I know. All right, 27 minutes before one. I had amazing service from the Guernsey Bank Skipton International this week. It's not often you get to speak to a real human. Their follow-up was fantastic, and switching my savings account was so easy and quick. Is that why you chose Skipton? No, I saw how competitive their savings rates are, so I gave them a call on 01481 730 730. Turns out it was easier than I thought to move my account to Skipton. <laughs> Skipton International is licensed to take deposits by the Guernsey Financial Services Commission and is a participant in the Guernsey Banking Deposit Compensation Scheme. Details at dcs.gg. Terms and conditions apply. During the colder months, it is important to keep yourself and your home well and warm, especially if you are older or vulnerable. Advice and support ranging from the best ways to keep warm to tips on reducing your home energy costs is available. Visit costoflivingsupport.gov.im or call us on 68. 6262. You can get the best of everything, and the price is just as nice. 
Oh, I'm so glad we went to Pace Setter. The perfect shower, some great tiles, all the accessories we needed. They had it all. Amazing ranges from traditional to modern, many exclusive to Pace Setter. Get your bathroom on song. Visit the Pace Setter showrooms at Harris Terrace and Spring Valley. You can get the best of everything. Where the price is twice as nice. Nearly as good as me. Metals, metals, I am the metals. For steel, appeal. The number you need is for steel. That's metals, metals, IMB metals. For structural steel and cladding, collection or delivery, with installation available too, just call 4Steel. That's 457881. Metals, metals, IMB metals. If you're of a wild disposition, then you need to check out the Wild Thing podcast. You can discover more about the wild side of our wonderful island with subjects ranging from the Celtic rainforests and herring gulls via the Alderman Fungus Group to the role of Manx Wildlife Trust's Community Ranger. In the latest drops, we hear more about the Manx Nature Show. There's a spider group. There's Eight Legs of Man, which is just like um, a one-man band. And that, hey, spiders are cool. And the big school's birdwatch. So far, over one million children have have taken part um, in the survey. The Wild Thing podcast. Everything wild, tamed into a podcast. Download via the Max Radio website or subscribe and never miss another drop. This is the Isle of Man talking. The Man in Line. 24 minutes before what? Julian's on now. Hi, Julian. Hi, Andy. Yeah, just a quick one. Um, Just listening to what people are talking about with the gas and everything. Um, But um, I remember that last month, Ursula von der Leyen, who's the EU Commission President and also a senior member of the World Economic Forum, Uh, She spoke at Davos in January and announced that the wholesale price of gas is now the same as before the Ukraine war. So at that time, the price per unit of gas on the island was about seven pence. And then when the war started, I think it was ramped up to 14 pence and then 21. But now the spot price of gas is actually slightly lower than it was before the Ukraine war. But the price on the island at the moment seems to have dropped only to 17 pence. And I stand to be corrected on that. Um, I'm just wondering, what is the time sort of delay before it's going to go back to its previous seven pence, seeing as the wholesale price is now back where it was? Yeah, I remember the chief exec saying, obviously, they buy, They, I think, they don't they buy on the spot market or... Hmm. I think you did. So uh, it's just really how long it's going to be before the price comes down on uh, on the Isle of Man. Where do you stand on Kroger gas, um, Julian? Uh, yeah, absolutely. 100% behind it. I think it's an excellent idea. Um, the reality is that, as we know, you know, our heating, if, 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 if my theory is correct, or, you know, the one that I cling to is that it's going to get much colder with, I think is the way I see it is it's going to get much colder by 2035. Um, if I'm right, you're going to need a lot of energy to heat houses and things in the future. But it's a bit like betting on one color on the roulette table. Everything's going green. But what happens if it goes the other way? I mean, there's record cold temperatures. I think Mount Washington got down to minus 77.8 degrees day before yesterday i saw there was a wind chill there was a winch there there was a wind chill of minus 110 i know it's absolutely crazy um as i said before australia's had its coldest year on record um antarctica had its 
coldest summer's day on record. There's all kinds of cold, you know, the America is having a horrible time in the Northeast at the moment. I mean, there's um, the snowpack and everything that's coming down is absolutely crazy. Texas, I think, was having um, sheet ice everywhere, which nobody's seen before. So, you know, it's, um, mm. it would just be interesting to see. I think Kroger is a very good idea, not just economically for the island, but I think it's also, you know, you always have to, you know, it's like anything else. If, you, if you're not sure if it's going to rain or not, you take your coat with you, don't you? So it's always good to have something in reserve just in case at the minimum. Okay. All right, Julian, we appreciate that. Thanks for calling. Thanks, Andy. Cheers. All right, let's go to uh, Howard's with us now on Man in Line. Hi, Howard. Hi, Andy. I'm just going to that. When Julian said of a ticket coat, there's an old saying that's a wise man that carries an umbrella when the sun shines. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, just, I was looking at one of your news uh, items this morning on the internet, and this is a, by the Police Federation. Uh, and remember we said the other day about statistics, how they can alter your train of thought and yeah. the process. Well, out of the 230 officers represented by the Federation, 144 responded. So that's less than half. And, of course, the question answered were more or less was, are you happy with your pay and conditions? <laughs> well, it's just like asking somebody would they like to win the lottery. The answer is yes and everything. And, uh, you know... It, the way these statistics have been put out, the other half of the police, uh, the constables, officers, etc., must have been largely happy, but they haven't said that. And this is leading up to what the term is a pressure for a pay increase <clears throat> and various other aspects of the police services on the island. Yeah, the information was 230 officers mm. are represented by the Police mm. Federation, which, of course, is the union. 144 yep. out of the 230 responded, and 80% um, uh, said they uh, disagree or strongly disagree that they are suitably paid. 89% said they disagree or strongly disagree that Isle of Man Constabulary offers good pay and conditions. Long discussions over police pay. Uh, so do you think this is just part of the long game on behalf of the union? I certainly think so. I can say, and people will know this, I for many years was a, well, it was Transport and General Workers Union at the time, and I was a representative here within our company, and I know how the system works, and this is exactly what that is. We haven't got any of the good news. There's not one iota of saying what the response was to the remaining numbers who they were representing. Uh, whether they were happy with it, whether they weren't happy with it, or otherwise. And this is a bit like what you've seen on the television, where they have the union representatives quoting that nurses and various other people are going to food banks. You know, it's it's given... In, the people who want to work, giving them a bad name. And um, they're all going to be tarred with the same brush now. A few militants... And all the good work can be undone in a matter of minutes. And this, unfortunately, is what uh, looks like the um, the Police Federation are trying to do. Well, it'll be interesting because, uh, simply because, of course, we have a departing Chief Constable, Gary Roberts, uh, yeah. will be leaving, and Russ Foster, the new man, will be coming in. So this will be something that will be sitting on his uh, in his entry. Very much so. But we got the politicians involved in with the Home Office and all as well. 
um, a Home Affairs Minister, Jane Poole Wilson, and she wants to work with officers. Well, the way the narrative is coming from the Police Federation, it sounds like an abrasive situation as opposed to a working situation. So the good officers out there working their hearts out and being helpful are going to be tarred with the same brush as half a dozen militants that's uh, leading the show. Um, and it, and interesting, I mean, we, we all know anecdotally there are certain officers who come from across, come to the Isle of Man, bluntly because it's less stressful. You know, you do, we don't have drive-by shootings. We don't exactly. have, um, you know, endemic prostitution run by Eastern European crime gangs. We don't have people being kidnapped. It, more or less, it is a very safe island. So well, Gary you, Roberts you, himself said that it is a safe island. The people have come here and... You see children out playing all the time, and I'm saying children, young ones. Yeah. And I know it's it's scary, but that proves this place is children safe and people safe in a logic of walk downtown. Yeah. Um, and you're not going to be stabbed, hopefully, stabbed, beaten up, mugged or otherwise. So walking around the island is a pretty good living, a good life for everybody and um, this is a these headlines that have come up profound desperation in response to police survey uh, well that is misrepresentation on the good work that the police are doing yeah. and it's not going to do them any favors okay all right howard thanks for calling take care all Bye right now. now 16 minutes before one now the federation chairs richard hewitt and Richard Hewitt of the uh, the union, the Police Federation, says the responses they received um, evidence the profound desperation, profound desperation that there is in the constabulary. Well, in his latest annual report, the chief constable, Gary Roberts, of course, is, is uh, retiring. He warned that unless salaries were addressed, a crisis may emerge. So that's another part of the public sector that there will be an issue. Uh, Jane Paul Wilson is the Department of Home Affairs, the minister. Jane Paul Wilson, MHK, will be on Man in Line uh, probably the end of this month or I think the start of next month. Uh, she's going to be on Man in Line uh, with the chief executive, Dan Davis, uh, always very open to talk about things that um, come within the remit of the Department of Home Affairs. I just wonder what your thoughts are regarding this. And obviously, I'm not asking any serving police officer or any civilian within the police officer to comment on this. But if if you have a view, then by all means, uh, do get in touch. If it's something that you want to... Is there profound desperation within... The Isle of Man Constabulary. Tracy Bell Dental in Castletown now has a great new dentist. With a great new offer, Dr. Nicole Foyle brings seven years' experience in cosmetic procedures, root canal treatment, and all aspects of general dentistry. And as an introduction, all new patients will receive an initial consultation, x-rays, photographs, plus full written treatment plan and advice, just £59.50. Email castletown at tracybell.co.uk for a callback or phone 8 Two five two thirty. Spectral windows. If your house needs a new look and your windows laid in rain, keep those cold breezes out and make it look like new again. Spectrum windows, spectrum windows. Quality through and through. Great work guaranteed to you. Spectrum windows, spectrum windows. 
construction waste today. Tells recycle for another day. A builder skip or two. Tells skips will bring to you. At Tells Skip Hire and Waste Disposal in Snugborough, you only pay for the waste you bring. For waste disposal and skips, give us a call on 677-137. That's 677-137. Visit Tells today or find Tells Limited on Facebook. Call Tells Skips today. 677-137. You're in the car and you've been circling the car park for what feels like forever. No spaces in sight and the queues are backing up behind you. Then, out of the corner of your eye, you spot someone with shopping walking towards you. They gesture that their car is right next to you, and the only space is now yours. Woohoo! This is how it feels when you save over £500 versus MT with our broadband home phone and mobile bundle. Start saving at Shaw.com. T's and C's apply. As interest in the Legislative Council election begins to hot up, we hear from another wannabe member of LegCo, Tanya August Hansen, MLC. Miss August Hansen was elected to LegCo five years ago, so what has she been doing and why does she think her work warrants another five-year term? All will be revealed on Agenda at 6pm this evening with me, Phil Gorn, on Manx Radio. What do you expect from people in our Parliament's second chamber? Should they be seen and not heard, or do you expect your national politicians to be both visible and outspoken? Is being busy the same as being effective? Or are you more interested in what's for tea tonight? The Man in Line. Daily interaction, debate and exchange of ideas. Broadcast on Manx Radio. It's uh, 12 minutes before one. Uh, a note in from Des. Thank you, Desmond, who just says, Lots of people around the Isle of Man don't even know we exist. So the fact we're only 10 years out of date with Google Earth is probably a result for us. If you ask the average TT visitor, says Neil, and read forums, they have no interest whatsoever in the funfair. It's only the people living here that want the funfair, and all it does is take money off the island, so there's no need for it, and it makes a lot of mess, says Neil. Uh, A message in, by the way, texter ending in 117. Um, You need to look at your phone, because all we're getting is digital numbers from you, rather than the erudite uh, uh, views you were obviously going to give us. Texter 117 please have a look at your phone we're only getting digital rubbish uh, Bonzo's with us now hi Bonzo hello there yes um, yes um, reviewing this latest wave of Crogger propaganda um, which is not only of course uh, with this wrap around uh, on the Courier but also with adverts on Manx radio um, now it's there are a variety of claims in it, which, are, which I find extraordinary. And I think possibly uh, you know, pushing the bounds of credibility, um, such as in the sort of page two, they say, the Kroger gas field is a very valuable asset for the Isle of Man and Kroger shareholders. Well, I suppose it would be a valuable asset for Kroger shareholders, wouldn't it, if it uh, actually happened. Um, as an average realized gas price of 178 pence per therm over 19 years life or uh, life of field, gross gas sales could amount to GBP uh, 11.7 billion pounds. The Kroger economic model suggests that the total of man government take of that would be 6.2 billion pounds uh, over the life of field with an average annual royalty payment Two hundred forty-five million during production years. Um, VAT uh, thence collected by the other man would be also uh, an additional two point four billion 
over 19 years. Now, these figures are completely fantastic. Um, they really do not understand. I mean, because VAT, well, if you're landing it in Morecambe, which I believe is where it's being landed uh, on extraction, then that's UK. It's not ours. It doesn't come... Uh, uh, um, It's then taxed there. We also, of course, have the uh, extraction tax, because when you... Yes, we own seabed. Yes, and we can sort of issue mineral rights for stuff that's underneath it. But when it comes out of the top, that's when petroleum revenue tax starts to, uh, to hit. And that's part of FERSA. And of course, VAT is part of FERSA. Um, and FERSA is being renegotiated next year. And we all know how renegotiations of FERSA work. But HM Treasury in the UK tell us what's going to happen, and then <laughs> uh, we do it. So the, the idea that, that these... Uh, that, certainly there's an overestimation of... Uh, the actual size of any field, but also the idea that there is this guaranteed income just waiting to be given to the Isle of Man is absolute nonsense. But I mean, you would always expect, though, Bond, you'd always expect uh, a prospectus like this that's been put out. It would always look on the bright side, wouldn't it? Ah, but, but here we go. This is not a prospectus, is it? Neither, neither the adverts on Manx Radio, nor this, um, no, nor this full-page wraparound of propaganda, is an actual prospectus. What it does is that it suggests that you go to the website to find out more. Whereupon, you are then encouraged to you know, perhaps invest. Now, um, given that, I think there may be issues with uh, financial supervision authority regulations. And there may be then issues with broadcast regulations for your Manx radio for, for airing such adverts. So I, uh, I would hope that, that you and um, Man newspapers actually review that. Um, well, I'm, I'm sure the people in charge of commercials at Manx Radio have te- well, they take a good look, good look at all of our um, commercials. So you presume it's past muster where that's concerned. Do you think? Well, that, I think. You, well, I well, I think it's a pre- I think it's a presumption, but it's a very uh, no. Yeah. I, I don't think that. So do about. you think? I mean, the, the, I, mean when, the, I mean, when 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 you listen to the adverts that have been placed on Manx Radio, they're little more than political advertising. Uh, well. Uh, Let's have a listen and see what it says. Now more than ever, we probably all wonder what our kids' lives will be like in 20 years. Because if the last few years have shown anything, it's that nothing is certain. But right now, we've got the opportunity to give them some certainty. To give our island energy independence with 20 years of clean local resources to provide jobs and security as we transition to a green economy. Visit Kroger.im now to find out more. It's an opportunity we shouldn't miss. Is that political? Well, where's the share offer? I don't know. Presumably, it's just uh, guiding... Well, no, 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 there isn't. That's no, but it's just... just guiding people towards a website. That is, no, that is simply you know, 
uh, we should we should extract gas. That's that's all mm-hmm. that advert says. Okay. Well, listen. Let's move on. Just tell me: is the is the the crunch point then the fact that if the gas is extracted and is, is brought ashore at at Morecambe, we would lose the revenue, or if it was brought ashore in Mackled, we would gain the revenue. Is that the, the sort of um, the black well, and white? Well, my, well my, my understanding of that is that if it's brought ashore in Morecambe, then it becomes UK, uh, rather than if it was brought ashore at Mackled, then it would become Manx. But the thing is that that then is still under UK um, shared revenue agreements, as in uh, as indeed is uh, petroleum revenue tax. So uh, the idea that if there's this wonderful pot of gold, UK Treasury will just say no, that's ours. And anyone who thinks otherwise is, is extraordinarily naive. So they could just barge in and take the money. Well, they'll just revise further and say. That's ours. We'll take the money. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right, Bonzo. Thanks for calling today. We appreciate okay. that. Thanks. All right. Good to, to hear from you. Uh, a message in from Derry, who just said, "You said there's gas fields in Ireland. There's only one gas field in Ireland, or certainly one that's uh, current. Uh, there were two. The Kinsale Head gas field is now depleted. The Corrib gas project, I think, is the one which is off Ireland's northwest coast." Um, so uh, any thoughts on that by all means I've got lots of messages in today which I'll try and get through um, because I get to hassle because often I don't quite get to all the messages so I'll do that today as it's a uh, Monday Uh, TT is for racing not fun fairs kids don't need a fun fair 50 weeks of the year says uh, Texter287. Not just gas fields, but coal mines are reopening. Germany's new lignite coal mines. Coal is the dirtiest in the world, says John. Well, I wouldn't argue with that. Uh, Lignite, the brown coal, is absolutely filthy, although Germany says they do have all the technology to deal with it. Fifteen thousand more people with the potential of thirty thousand more vehicles on the road. The roads can't cope at the moment. Well, maybe we'll all be travelling by public transport then. Twenty-minute cities. How about more static home sites? Says Joe, uh, and this would offer short and long-term accommodation at a cheap price. The UK has many static caravan sites which offer cheap accommodation. These homes are quick and easy to set up. Building costly homes that no one uh, can afford isn't sustainable, says Dewan. And remember David Ashford, Douglas North MHK, talked about uh, modular housing himself, didn't he? That's it. Thanks to Howie Kane on the phones today. Back tomorrow with an open line. W-I-N-T.